0: Welcome to the Heart of Dad podcast. Heart of Dad is a podcast for entrepreneurs who are passionate about their families and business and looking to find more clarity, more balance, and more alignment in all areas of their life. Come and join the community at heartofdad.com or on Facebook at groups forward slash heart of dad. This week on Heart of Dad, I'm interviewing John McIntosh. John is an experienced HR professional and a trained executive coach with a supervised practice. Over the last 10 years, he's been working with businesses to understand the employee proposition and deliver a great range of solutions, latterly focusing on employee health and well-being. He's recently set up his own well-being strategy consultancy business and is still finding his feet after 30 years in the corporate world. John has 50-50 custody for his 11-year-old son, who stays with him every other week. And John is also currently undertaking an MSC in workplace health and well-being at the School of Medicine in Nottingham. So, this week on Heart of Dad, I'm delighted to introduce John McIntosh. Hi, John.
1: Hi, Matt.
0: It's great to have you on the show. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's great to have you here. So, uh, we're recording this um, just for context. In uh, we're kind of like week three or week four of lockdown in the UK now. Is that right?
1: Um, yep, yeah, at least week three.
0: Yeah so uh that has been coming up in our discussion before we hit the record button and I'm sure I just want to give a little bit of context because there's there's some really interesting avenues that we might explore in the podcast uh, around that but uh, before we get into that John can you just tell us a little bit about yourself
1: Sure thanks Matt um so um I'm John um I'm a single dad I've got an 11 year old son I have um 50% custody of my son um Thankfully, I have an amicable um, relationship with my ex, and we'll probably talk a little bit more about that later, hopefully. Um, Currently, I'm um, not working. Um, Coronavirus uh, kind of put a bit of a a halt to some business development um, around um, setting up a new business. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about that too. so, I'm also studying an MSc in Workplace Health and Wellbeing. So, that's um, keeping me entertained, as well as um, obviously entertaining my son um, in the time that he's with me. Uh, prior to all of this happening, uh, my background is in HR. Um, I have um, 30 years of experience as an HR um, professional, uh, working for mainly for large organizations, um, and just moved out of the corporate world towards the back end of of last year so that's uh that's kind of me i live in scotland um and uh yeah i think that's that's mm. me <laughs> <laughs>
0: brilliant thank you that's a it's a great kind of quick quick pen portrait of who you are and uh, i wonder if we might start actually with um you know when we first got in contact uh you were telling me that you know you were about to start this business and this was a kind of early january i think this year and and clearly you know for, for you and myself and everybody at the moment kind of the the world has turned upside down in terms of the economy and our, and some of our freedom to operate and, um, just give me a sense of how that's played out for you, you know, in in trying to start a business and at this time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I'm, I'm the kind of person who likes to, in too much detail. So I had a kind of a broad brush, um, idea of, of, how things might go uh, when I left my employer um, in at the end of September of last year, which was, I was going to take, you know, six months to do a bit of traveling, do a bit of studying, um, help my, my partner out with, with her business, which has been struggling a little bit um, and start business development and move into um, doing wellbeing consultancy and coaching. Um, So that, that plan, um, kind of started off relatively well, although I was, I was quite ill actually when I left the, the organisation work worked for. I was, I was ill for about a month, which was frustrating because it wasn't in, in my, my plan to, to, to kind of be bedridden for a month. Um, uh, but uh, so that, that kind of made me realise that e- even with a broad brush plan, um, things might not always uh, work out the way I, I, I expected. Um, and then um, so having having done a bit of traveling and uh, done some fun stuff with my son like go to Disney um, we started the new year um, with with all good intentions I I launched my my business on LinkedIn um, started to uh, create some some really good connections um, had a couple of pieces of work lined up uh, and then um, coronavirus um, kind of put a stop to to, to all of that um, very quickly, just within really within a matter of days. Um, so I um, I kind of initially uh, decided just to kind of keep keep plugging away with my contacts, but I think I I realised that. Um, that really people's heads were were not in the right place to to be having those sorts of conversations. So even um, with a, a couple of pro bono coaching clients, it became really clear to me that um, they they couldn't really focus on on the kinds of uh, of things that they wanted to from a coaching perspective. They they really needed to get back some some basics in their lives, like caring for for loved ones. Um, or, or just ensuring that their their kind of businesses were staying afloat, so I was um, I kind of made the right call to just give them the space and step back from that too. Um, so that I think for me was well obviously it's it's been difficult and financially it's 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 quite a big worry, um, but I've I've kind of accepted that that that's just the way things are at the moment, and um, I'm I'm just taking the time to. I guess just to be, I think is how the best to describe it. Mm. Um, so be with my son, um, be with my partner, albeit remotely, because she's um, self-isolating um, in, her, in her house. So I'm, I'm not seeing her physically. Um, and, and taking some time to, to focus on studies and actually connecting with, with friends and family um, on a daily basis, just checking with people, making sure they're okay. Um, so that's that's kind of uh, where I'm, I'm at the moment. I'm at.
0: Okay. Can, I, can I sort of ask you about? The, I mean, it sounds like you have a lot of equanimity about the current situation, but uh, I was wondering, like, um, you know, even even in our, you know, our brief exchange of messages like a few months back, it, I really had a sense of kind of um, that you were at a turning point. You know, setting up a business is a it's a big emotional commitment as well as a financial and, and kind of resource commitment. Uh, so, you know, you, you, would already, uh, left your employment, you know, you'd had some plans for the six months and it kind of it's like those plans. Uh, it's like the, the rug was pulled from under your feet in a sense through, mm. through circumstance. And I wonder what, you know, what, what the impact on you was at the time when you, when you realized quite quickly that things weren't going to move in the direction
1: that you were hoping for. Um, yeah, uh, you know, obviously frustration, uh, some sadness, um, uh, but also just, um, acceptance, I think, um, Mm -hmm. of, of, you know, this, the situation is so extreme, so unusual and, and impacting everybody that really quite quickly. I I picked myself up pretty quickly actually, because I realized that that actually there were I had loads to be, to be grateful for, uh, Mm -hmm. in my life. You know, I, I've got my health, I've got my son, I've got an amazing partner. Uh, you know, I currently have a roof over my head. I have lots of people who care about me. Um, you know, there's, (laughs) there's, there's, there's a lot of things that I think, every person I, I, I could think of uh, in, in my kind of circle of, of friends and acquaintances, I could think that, you know, they, they would be going through some significant challenges regardless of their situation. They'd be going through some challenges um, that were probably equal or, or, or greater than mine. Either, you know, they, they had a, a you know, a relative that was maybe extremely vulnerable that they were really concerned about, or, you know, they, um, they literally have, have, um n- no income to to fall back on whereas you know in my plan i i did um i i do still have some some financial um kind of um uh, safety net um so i think I, I just became very aware that that actually it, this was a a situation where i just had to accept that this this is how things were and and kind of relax into it a little bit um I think initially I was, I was you know, trying to keep a lot of stuff going on LinkedIn, for example, and, you know, making sure that I was, you know, still, you know, commenting on things and, and, and posting stuff. But again, I, I very quickly became aware that actually a lot of the stuff that, that I wanted to post or was posting was very similar to what everybody else was posting about. Right, and right. I thought, well, actually, you know, what, what's the value in that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I see. I mean, I love the, um the, the, the sort of roundedness of your view about this and uh you know i heard something in there about like you didn't take the situation personally because it's a universal problem right everybody's world which which kind of helps i can understand that um but I, I was also wondering as i was listening to you speak whether you, know, you you're currently um being an MSc into well-being and is there something in in what you're learning or your career experience that's also helped you helped equip you uh you know because we we were talking earlier about the number of transitions in your life and it seemed to me that yes. this transition particularly you seem to be talking with a great deal of insight and calmness
1: yeah yeah no it's uh well, you talked about kind of the, the rug being uh, whipped out from un- under my feet as it were you know mm-hmm. that's very much how I felt when when I separated it wasn't something I was I was expecting. Uh, you know, hindsight did this great thing. But it was certainly wasn't um, in my uh, in my plan at all, and, and I went through a very difficult time uh, because it felt that actually my reason for being w- was taken away from me. Which was, you know, I, I felt that what I was doing with my life was trying to be the best um, husband and dad um, I could possibly be, and. I just felt that, you know, I'd, I'd failed, um, at that. Um, so I, I think that's, I get coming through that experience and, and and then recognizing that actually, you know, um, there's lots of moving parts in these kinds of situations. And, um, I think has helped me with it, with this, this, um, situation, which is, is just saying, okay, there's that acceptance, isn't it? To say, well, actually, this is the reality. Um, and, and actually what am I going to do with the reality rather than um, you know um, wallow in in, in, in sadness it's, it's like well okay this is where we are what am I going to do about it um, and then from a from I guess from a well-being point of view um, I mean, one of the, the 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 big pieces of work that I did which I, I enjoyed very much was um, running a campaign on on mental health um, and I was also involved in setting up an employee led network for disability um, so you know uh, an awareness of of mental health and um, uh, and how to maintain good mental health is is something that i'm I'm obviously kind of aware of and, and practice as well so I've been um doing yoga every morning well most mornings shall we say um, and just being quite quite mindful about stuff um and you know, thinking about things that I'm I'm grateful for every day, um, as I was mentioning earlier, there's so much to be grateful for, and there's people in a much worse situation than me, um, and I think all of that has has helped me enormously.
0: Mm. I mean, they're, they're great sort of um, levelers uh, for, for emotional yes. wellbeing that you're talking about. But just taking you back to that time when you um, you know you said that you're. Your separation from your wife was, was unexpected in a sense. You, know, you, you saw yourself as a husband and a dad and, and, and that particular rug in your life was pulled from under your feet. And take us back to that time, John, if you can, and, and
1: how uh, that, that, how you lived yeah, that, those uh, moments. Um, yeah, it's probably one of the, the most difficult um, times, um, in my, in my life, I would say, um, I, I, I was really quite devastated at the time. Um, and, um, through it all, I, um, although I, I, I did, <laughs> I mean, I suffered a lot, it's, it, you know, it's, I think it's a good word to use because it, it was actually a physical, um, feeling that I had a physical pain in my chest for, for a number, number of months and mm. anxiety. Mm. Um, but, uh, again, quite kind of early on in the process um, I chose to uh, t- t- to have a focus on how my son was going to come through this um, so i I think I made some some decisions that that were maybe a little bit different to to decisions maybe other people might make or um, decisions I might have made which was around choosing um, Not to be angry um, with my ex about what had happened, um, because I felt that that would be counterproductive and would damage the the working relationship that we needed to have in order to put everything in place for my son to be okay. Um, That I think took quite a lot of strength from my point of view, Um, and I I know certainly you know I had friends who were saying you know I, I you know I'm really surprised at how, how you're taking this and, you know, why aren't you, you know, fighting, fighting us you know, through the lawyers to get this, that and the other. And, and it's, it's something I really just didn't want to do because I knew that it just would, would damage um, that relationship and, and would ultimately affect uh, my son. So the, the result of, of that was that we, we reached a, a very quick and very amicable arrangement, 50, 50 split in custody. Um, and um to this day we we still have a a a good working relationship where we live close to each other we're we're still in the same uh, catchment area rory didn't have to change schools um and you know uh if 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 something needs to be picked up from from one another's house it's something that can be done easily you know the communication channels have been um open um through that period so Even though it was really hard for me to to swallow at the time, it's really um, paid off, Um, I think, for my son, but also for me because it's just a lot less stressful. I I know a lot of couples who split up around the same time as me and they have such conflictive relationships with their exes that that really they they have a really tough time most of the time just um, trying to negotiate even the most... um, uh, mundane of, of, of things, um, in, in their kids' lives. So I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful that I chose that path.
0: Mm, Amazing. I mean, I've, uh, I've had a few dads on who've, um, split from, from their partners and, and actually I think all of you who've shared have somehow come to that same place, uh, at different speeds, I think, but it's really interesting how, because my, uh, you know, I don't know how I'd be in that situation, but I think for a lot of men, you know, ego would have quite a big place. And um, that, that uh, particularly if you felt wronged or you know, or that, that things are out of kilter, uh, that that could become a big deal. And it sounds like you know, I was really struck actually in a few of the examples you shared today that um, somehow ego isn't isn't massively at play for you. That you you're able to transcend or whatever those. You know personal kind of niggles might be or anger even or, or rage in the case of some people and say actually in the bigger picture my relationship with my son is what's most important i don't want to put myself through you know chronic or unnecessary stress which i could do if i became conflictual in this and um i'm curious to know like how how did you get to that insight do you you know because it's not everybody does uh, as you've just explained you know in, in with your you know, with your peers and friends who you haven't got to that place
1: uh, it's 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 hard for me to say. It's it's mm. I guess it's partly just the kind of person I am. I think there's you know it's interesting you say about, about ego. I think there's there's you know, like the E and the N, there's a, a light side and dark side to that. I think there have been times that, that I have um maybe um made some decisions which, which haven't been in my best interest because um I, I have put other people first um i think there was an, an element of that in my relationship um, where um i actually you know compromised on quite a lot of things in my life in order to 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 maintain happiness so, so uh, or you know the perceived happiness of my of my partner mm-hmm. and i think that certainly played out in, in the separation but actually in, in a really good way um but I think I've learned um, over the last few years that um, it is okay for me to kind of don my own oxygen mask first. And that is, is really important for me to to be selfish and look after myself, because ultimately I need to be okay in order to be able to look after others. Um, so one of the things that um, I think that I, I learned again through, through that process of separation was in the workplace i was um extremely self-sufficient um very much played the role of um the the kind of the rescuer for for others you know uh if there's a a thorny project then i'd stick my hand up for it if you know somebody was floundering i'd, I'd you know leap in to save the day um and and, and often um to my detriment, uh, because I didn't end, end up working, you know, longer hours and, and maybe not even get the, the kind of the kudos for it. But what I found was when I went through separation, I, I was in, in such a, a bad place, um, that I physically couldn't um, cope at work. Um, and I couldn't be that person. And I had actually had to, uh, allow others to look after me, um, for a change. Um, which was really uncomfortable for me, uh, but I actually learned that uh, that 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 is that is really important. Um, that that people that relationships are built on people helping each other out, and actually if that's always one way. Yes, you know it feels great for you to be the the guy who's always on the the white charger, but actually for the person that you're always saving, that's that's not great for their ego and. Um, so it was it was it was fantastic and actually my my relationships at work deepened significantly with a number of people who, who were really there for me through the mm. the process um so i i really kind of learned um from that too which is it's okay to ask for help it's it's okay to be the one um that's that's, that's being rescued um that's that's all right <laughs> so um, oh, i love that yeah, i love I've that story that
0: yeah amazing because there's um i was thinking like how these kind of trials by fire really shape us in our lives and um when you're on the if it's on a spectrum of kind of um helping you know you could you described it as rescuing in a sense And i can see myself in that mm-hmm. but i could see for, for myself when that when that went unchallenged that it led me uh to to very to get very close to burnout because i just couldn't Open myself to ask for help it was. It felt too too difficult and I love in your story that you kind of gave yourself permission in a sense to say actually, uh, I do need some help here and and what you saw from that actually that it wasn't you know,
1: the end of respect for you but actually yes. open, opened up deeper relationships with people yeah. yeah but I think it did get it, it got to the point where, where literally I didn't have a choice man um, mm. I, I was you know I literally couldn't function in the way that I needed to at work and, and and therefore you know that at that point i I had to accept the help um but but now i'm I'm much better at it as a result <laughs> yeah yeah life teaches
0: us these lessons yes. it? And, and it keeps on teaching them until you kind of pay heed <laughs> in my experience yes. <laughs> um I mean just turning back to your relationship with uh with Rory and you know um he he was uh, just in six six and a half when you yes. separated, how how did that play out with him? How did you manage it as a, as a um, as parents
1: with him? Well, we you know we we very much worked together to, to to understand how we would we would position it with him. You know, we took some advice on the best approach to take. Um, we have always been um, of of one voice, um, so so we we never um kind of talk badly of the other um uh, in front of him so he knows that we we still operate parents um i mean I've, i th- i think i've always had a great relationship with him because i've always been a very hands-on dad even before separation i was i was working flexibly and and spending um time with him and sharing the caring um of him um so I have a, you know, really close relationship with him. You know, we, we laugh a lot together. We, we do a lot of crazy stuff together. Like, um, day before yesterday, we, we set up the tent, tent in the living room and camped in the tent overnight. And, um, and then the next morning we decided that we needed a spa break, So we created a, um, a spa hotel <laughs> in, in the house. So, you know, so we, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's, I, th- I think in some ways he's, he's quite, similar to me in that you know he's he likes to kind of play with his imagination and mm. um and, and muck about a bit so you know we uh we got great and it's 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 so you know so fantastic and and so precious to have that and you know it, it's absolutely the most important thing in my life is having that relationship with him um everything else pales into insignificance and and that's you know that is my that is what i'm i'm kind of all about beautiful that sounds like uh
0: your true north is is set in in your relationship with your son yep it is uh, you know i've been asking other dads who come onto the podcast about their relationship with their own fathers you know it sounds like you have a beautiful relationship with your son how 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 was your relationship with your dad
1: uh not like that <laughs> <laughs> probably the experience of others as well you know that i think there's a, a driver in me not 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 to have the childhood that for him to have the childhood that i had uh, i mean i had a very very unusual childhood in that i was um brought up in, in remote um areas of, of of latin america as a as a as a child um uh a son of of missionaries so um uh, very much um you know, little island of Britishness in in the middle of uh, Latin American culture, um, and my my father was very dedicated to to his work, so he travelled a lot um, to uh, spread the word, and um, I was uh, at home uh, home homeschooled by my mother with my three sisters. Um, I think my my dad, I think, tried to kind of. Um, do fatherly things with me, but they didn't really uh, match the kind of stuff that I enjoyed doing. So Mm -hmm. um, I think he he tried to make an an, an effort um, at times, but I think he he just, you know, he just found that I was a very different um, kind of person to him. And I think he he struggled with how to, to deal with that. I think... The, the lovely thing is that now I have a really nice relationship with my dad. Um, you know, I, I had to kind of go go on quite quite a long journey to to get there, but um, you know, I I love them very much, and you know, we we talk um, very very often, and um, you know, uh, we're uh, we're at peace. I think. Um, you know, he, I think, you know, all this gets passed down the generations, you know, he he would say that, you know, his, his dad was absent for a key part of his childhood because of the war um, and that, that made him, you know, not really um, engage with me or not understand how to engage in me. Uh, You know, I, I have, I have a different opinion because I I could say, well, then if if that's the case, then, then I wouldn't know how to engage with my son. Uh, But, you know, that's, Life's too short to kind of hang on to these things, and I'd rather, you know, enjoy the time I have with my dad now, and and focus my energies on being the best dad I can be for Rory. Really,
0: Mm. what what was the turning point in your relationship with your dad?
1: Um, I don't think there was a specific one. I think it was just, you know, over time. um, You know, I think there is there's obviously, you know, an element of when when you become a dad yourself um i don't think for me that was particularly pivotal uh, it, it probably accentuated um for me some questions around why my dad wasn't a better dad because you know be, being a dad for me was so amazing so fantastic and i just wanted to be the best dad i could possibly be but it kind of struck me you know why, why did my dad um feel the same way but then obviously Different time, different dynamic, you know, he had more than, than, than one, one child and um, living in very difficult circumstances where, you know, he was having to, to be lots of different things, not, not just a dad. So, yeah, just just I think over, over time, it just, you know, I've, I've softened, uh, knocked off a few corners and just accepted that actually, you know, that's in the past and that's, that's for, the, for the now. It,
0: one one kind of through line I'm hearing from you in this conversation is that um the quality of relationships is primary in your life if if, if that's really what I've heard from you is like if there's one thing you prioritize it's having a good quality relationships does that does that ring true
1: yeah yeah i think i think that is i think that's absolutely true actually mm. yeah I maybe haven't ever thought about it that way but but yeah i i'm very much a people person, I think.
0: Yeah, I really hear that because it's interesting. Like you know, these conversations I have are quite organic with people, and tend to sort of follow follow my nose in a sense. And you know, we could be talking business and you'll your practice and your well being practice. And I'm sure you know there'll be space for that if if you want to in the, in the conversation. But it seems to me what I really hear from you is um, this beautiful kind of heart connection that you have with people, and that. Um, you've been able to let go of stories <laughs> um, that you could easily get attached to because, you know, I'm listening and, and, and as we always do, kind of making contrasts and comparisons with ourselves. And I was thinking like, actually, you know, my dad has been uh, fraught at times and for a lot of my life, I, I think not so much in the recent years, but a lot of my life, I held on very tightly to my story of agree- being aggrieved and um, mm, yeah.
1: Uh,
0: Kind of things being unjust, and uh, it's like really refreshing to hear you go. You know, actually, the the relationship with him was more important than the story. That's kind of a beautiful thing yeah. to take away from this. Yeah.
1: And I think I think one of the, you know, really kind of humbling moments for me as well was again when I went through separation because my you know I'd been very focused on keeping my my partner happy, and um, I, I compromised a lot of things in my life, particularly around the relationships I had. So I so actually lost contact um, with my a lot of my really close friends from kind of university years and my circle of friends very much became her circle of friends. Um, but then obviously when I separated anybody who's been through a separation is you know there's there's a separation of records as well. It's it's quite mm. tricky to yeah. to stay friends with, with the same people. What I, I I found really quickly was that I I reached back out to people I'd, I'd lost touch with and actually people had been through some pretty tough stuff uh, and I hadn't really been there for them during those times because my focus had been on, you know, my relationship and to a person, they were all fantastic and just welcomed me back, were there for me, supported me through what I was going through and, uh, and, and uh, I'm now I now have amazing um, really rich, fantastic relationships with with all of those people, and it just made me realize that actually you know it's it is all about relationships and really what else is there in life we 're human beings we we 're in a system where we interact with other human beings yes we we build these worlds around us of, of business and Commerce and culture and everything, but if you if you don't if you don't have relationships and you know none of that is really important, I would say that's mm. that's the way I, I see things. I mean.
0: Yeah, and of course uh, you know all those businesses, or the vast majority of them, are also built on relationships. The two are yes are not mutually exclusive. Even though sometimes you know when I speak to uh, entrepreneur dads, you know we talk about business as the entity, but actually it's never that it's the relationships that are the entity. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Or, or, you know, in in many ways it is anyway. So, yeah. Mm. I mean, the other thing that popped into my mind, John, was about, um, you know, I love how you described navigating your separation, which was an incredibly difficult time for you and, you know, being of one mind with your ex-wife about how to co-parent Rory. But, um, did, did guilt, Play a, a role at that time in your life. You know, had you around <clears throat> your, your role as a parent and the impact of separation, even if it wasn't your choice.
1: I it, I would say that it didn't um, because of the circumstances I was I was I was in. Um, the, the choice was was not mine, and mm. um, I I. I tried very hard to find a a way for us to to fix things, but that wasn't um the path that my ex wanted to go down so i I knew that the the situation was that situation, and there was nothing there was absolutely nothing in my, in my power that I could do to change that um beyond you know um, suggesting on, on more than one occasion that we we should you know, try and speak to a counselor and and try and and, and patch things up. Um, so I don't think really guilt has hasn't been a driver for me around that. I'd I say the driver for me has has just been to try and put myself in in his shoes and 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 try and make the best possible decisions. I mean, sometimes you know you're in a situation where where sometimes there is no no right answer mm-hmm. or or, good answer because you know, there, there will be times that he's sad, or there will be times that he, he wants to be with one parent, and he's with the other parent, or there will be times that he he wishes that we we could all do stuff together, and, and that's not possible. Um, it, it's just, um, I think trying to 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 do the best I can, uh, and where I can't can't make everything right, it's just you know, being there for him and and recognizing his. His, his sadness or his anger um, and just you know being there for him d- during those times yeah sounds a
0: a, a a lovely way of being with your son kind of just to um, accept that it, perfection isn't possible in this situation and therefore you know there's, there's some there's going to be some repercussions that you can
1: help him navigate yeah your, and he's very your... good at giving me feedback mm. that's for sure he's, mm. he's not not bad was it coming forward <laughs> <laughs> so you know sometimes he'll say you know you're, you're not doing a very good job of this dad <laughs> so i will listen to him and take the feedback And sometimes i say to him look i'm just doing the best i can do mm. and, and it's this is the best that can, we can do right now so i know it's not great um and i'm sorry about that but that's just how it is but there's other times that you know he's he's absolutely right um and i think earlier on in, in the separation i was finding myself getting quite annoyed with him and you know um, quite um kind of bossy about you know things he was doing right things he was doing wrong and him getting upset about that and and again i there's a great book actually which is um one of my friends recommended which is to talk um so your kids will listen and listen so your kids will talk and that that was really helpful for me there's some basic very basic um listening skills and then you think well god you know trained coach (laughs) you have good listening skills but (laughs) you know when the dynamic is different with your child isn't it yes uh, oh yes (laughs) but 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 you know that really really helped me and i that that made a big difference and you know i i've just found that things are so much easier now if i just give them the space to 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 vent to talk and and just to to listen that's that's been that's been a big um a big thing in in our relationship um for the for the good
0: it sounds so you know such an important thing is to create that environment isn't it where where yeah. a child can feel, can feel heard. And, um, I- I'm always struck by people who, you know, who have a childhood where that isn't the case and they find a way to, to do it themselves. But, you know, either through force of nature or through, through learning about how to, to, to cope in a different way. And you know, it's such a gift to their, mm. to their children and to themselves and to themselves. Mm. Well, uh, one of the questions I had for you was um, obviously Rory. He's he's eleven now, so he's kind of just getting to a, a, a preteen phase. And uh, oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> my, my son at the time of this recording, and my son's just about to turn six, is so in a very different. Different stage of life, but I know that um, his his development seems to always outpace my understanding. <laughs> I'm always I'm always playing catch up um, in a sense that he he moves on faster than I do, and I, and I have to kind of keep reminding myself of that. And you yeah, uh, know, having uh, both the mirror and sometimes pleasant and unpleasant of a partner or in situ, um, but also you know, sounding board for us to reflect on mm-hmm. you know, where, where he's at and what he needs uh, has, has been helpful to me. And, uh, and I'm wondering like how you've managed that process within yourself, you know, do you, Eastern, you, you know, it sounds like you have a, a, a strong relationship with your uh, ex-wife, but how, how has that played out for you? Have you have you recalibrated yourself as your son has got older and as a parent?
1: Um, or he, you know, he, yeah, you're absolutely right. He's preteen, so so if he's if he's acting up, he'll say, "Oh, Dad, you know, it's you know, you should understand. It's the hormones, you know, that's why I'm behaving like this." You know, I'm just <laughs> very convenient. Um, uh, yeah, I, you know, I obviously, uh, as I said earlier, I have got a constructive relationship with his mum. So you know, we will at times have a conversation about you know um, how we think he's getting on, or you know, anything he's particularly struggling with us. So he he, for example, uh, um, has dyslexia, so he can get very frustrated about things sometimes. So we will discuss, you know, what's, what he thinks worked um, in, when we've been doing stuff with him. And my partner as well, um, she's you know she's great. She's um, doesn't have kids herself, so she has a very different perspective on things. And um, and she'll she'll often say, you know, but he's you know, he's he's a kid, you know, he's he's going to be. He's going to be difficult at times, and actually, you know, you, you can't always keep him happy. You know, I think she, she probably thinks I'm, I'm, you know, I go I go too e- too easy on him, where I'm, I'm, you know, very much always trying to, you know, appease him, as it were. Whereas I think, from my perspective, she thinks I'm, you know, maybe just uh, go go a bit over the top. So I think it's that's a good lever as well in terms of mm. thinking. Okay, well, am I? Am I actually just, um, you know, do I need to just kind of tackle this behavior a bit more directly, or, mm-hmm. or actually, is the approach I'm taking the, the right approach? So, I will, you know, I think that helps me to reflect as well. But yeah, I mean, he's yeah. he's, you know, he's he's a really, I would say, you know, I'm lucky. But he's a really good kid. You know, he's a really good kid, mm-hmm. um, and so you know, there's very little conflict, um, to be honest, and um. When there is conflict, we, we find a, a, you know, a way to to resolve it fairly, uh, fairly quickly. Um, so, which is which is fantastic. Mm, that sounds great. But I'm well, sure well, that that won't always be the case. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm well, under some illusions that you well, know, in, in three years' time, he's not going to see. You know, I hate you at least yeah. you know once a week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it sounds sounds like you have some great foundations for for open conversations with him. Mm. How, how have you navigated your your personal relationships, your intimate relationships, uh, in the context of being a a, a, a parent with shared custody? How has that worked out for you?
1: Um, well, you yeah, know, it was it was a completely uh, new um, concept <laughs> to me having been married for nearly 20 years so um it, you know that starting all of that stuff again was 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 <laughs> I guess was uh, a challenge in itself we won't go into that but um in terms of how how i manage my, my my relationship um with, with my partner uh, she uh, really from the outset we've, uh, we've 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 always kind of discussed um you know how our relationship works in in that context and she's very clear that um, actually one of the things that she she's she says to me is that one of the things that attracted um, uh, her to me was the, the fact that I did you know have Rory as my my top party that I, I was, you know, took my role as a parent uh, extremely seriously and that, that actually I couldn't have um, a relationship that wouldn't take that into, into consideration um and so she you know absolutely recognises that um and is very supportive. Um she she does spend time with me but um mainly when when my son isn't here. Um he has met her um and you know I am working to build a good relationship between them. Um but uh, again, you know, we uh, my partner and I, you know, discuss all of this and and um, work out what you know what the best approach is. So, for example, during lockdown, she's um, in her uh, flat and um, I'm here. And period when when my son isn't here because of you know risk of of, of infection, etc. So that's you know that was a tough call for us, but we we ultimately believed that that was a, the right thing um to do um so yeah it's you know there's a lot of compromise in there but um uh again it's it's just being really honest about who i am and what's important to me and she understands that and she she appreciates that and yeah i know it could be tough for her at times uh, and tough for me but it's just the way it is and we know it's not always going to be like that you know Rory will ultimately grow up and and things will change again um and you know um that's that's just how it is at the moment, um, but things will continue to evolve. I'm, I'm mm. sure, but just in their in their own time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, understandably.
0: And you know, before we hit the recall button, we were talking a little bit about um transitions and how that's been a real mm. uh, kind of a through line in in your life. And you, you like to tell us a little bit more about you know, those transitions and experiences? Because you said there've been sort of
1: plenty since since yeah. that big one you yeah. told us about earlier yes um so so obviously you know we talked about separation um being a being a big transition um i think you know, another transition for me was was obviously moving out of the corporate world and, and becoming self employed uh and actually i had a, a kind of a false start of that um just uh, over a year ago where um I went into partnership with somebody um and it was a bit of a car crash to be honest Um, uh, and that that in itself was was a a tough learning experience again uh, for me i think what was playing out there was i was quite keen to please the person i was going to partnership with um and uh, and therefore kind of compromised on what was important to me um in in that process um i was still working full-time um and the project I was on was was extremely challenging. My son had just um, gone back to school and was having a really tough time because of his dyslexia and adjusting to to the next year up um, and it just got to the point where, where it was all completely un, unmanageable um, and, and what broke the 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 straw that broke the camel's back was Uh, I went to meet my son from school and walked down the road with him and he, he cried all the way home. And and I was, I I couldn't understand why he was so upset. Uh, And in the end he said, it's, it's because when we get home, dad, you're just going to ignore me. You're just going to go and sit on the computer um, for the rest, for the rest of the day. Uh, And it was just that moment of wake up. Actually, This is just not working. Um, Yeah. I, I appreciate that. You know, when you're starting your own business, you know, you have to, Make sacrifices and compromise um, on things, but this just wasn't working. Um, so I, I I pulled the plug um, on on that partnership, um, which was extremely difficult because I'd invested money in it, and the other person invested in it as well. Um, and uh, it, it you know it 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 didn't end it didn't really end well um, for for either of us, but it was absolutely what I needed to do at that point. And for me, there was um, there was kind of two um, big learnings that I got from from that. Um, and I think th- the first was um, to listen to my body, because I think all the signs were there. I think you know, you were talking about burnout earlier, mm-hmm. Matt. You know, all the signs were there that that this was not good. Um, you know, I was I was waking up at four o'clock every morning. Um, I was having palpitations you know, uh, there's a whole bunch of symptoms and I, that I just wasn't listening to. I was just mm-hmm. blocking them out and saying, you know, of course I'm going to be feeling, you know, um, anxious. This is just the adrenaline pumping through me, you know, this exciting new business and, and not helped by my partner being very much that sort of person, um, uh, you know, business partner being that mm-hmm. sort of person. Um, it, she was, she was prepared to kind of go to the ends of the earth to make this business work and, and, uh, but then her situation was completely different. She was single, she didn't have a partner, she didn't have kids, you know. Um, so that was a big lesson for me, which is listen to, <laughs> to what your body your Body was shouting at me, say, mm. you know, I actually had my first migraine ever. Um, and and even then I was like, oh, oh, there's well, something funny going on with my eyes. I think it must be migraine. And I just kind of shrugged it off, even though I'd never had one before. But um, so that was, that was I think, the first big lesson uh, from that. And the second was just being kinder to myself, just giving myself a break to say, you know what, it's okay. You can't do everything. You cannot physically hold down a really um, difficult project, be a full-time dad 50% of the time and set up a new business all at the same time. It's just physically not possible. You're not failing; it's just not possible. Um, and again, the, the you know the feedback I got um, from from my very close friends was, "John, you'd be the first to to tell other people or to be kind to other people. Why aren't you kinder to yourself?" Um, and yeah, I didn't really have an answer for that um, <laughs> at the time. I think it's still something I struggle with a little bit being a bit too hard on myself but um i, I think I, I did learn a lesson then so so i put all that on, on, on hold um and i waited until the, the time's right to, to set up my business well we, we know how that worked out with coronavirus but, <laughs> but at least i didn't get a migraine
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh that's that's an amazing story I and mean, i think you know that will resonate so much with uh with other dads listening who, who've been trying to set up businesses and uh, uh you know resonates with my own story i've had a, a few goes and the first one i was very lucky a uh, great partnership with, with people who are dear friends and it was very successful the one after that um there was a terrible clash of personalities and and amongst the, the three people uh, you know i was one of three and um mm. it just it just went horribly wrong and i and i i, I had a good sense of that way before <laughs> I yes. finally decided enough was enough. Really,
1: yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But, it's, I, but it's, I also, again, it's listening, isn't it? And and, yeah. and paying attention. So I, all the warning signs were there, like way before I even went into the partnership. And I just mm. I just kept ignoring them because I I kept thinking I was being a coward, and that I was just not you know not not being brave enough, and mm. and that you know somehow miraculously things would would be fine when when clearly you know there there was there was some some significant differences in our styles that 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 weren't going to change
0: yeah yeah um, so
1: that that was a big big learning for me yeah for
0: sure, yeah, and that arrow arrow to the heart with your son Rory telling you yeah crying on his way home from school i mean that 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 kind of the it still hurts <laughs> yeah still hurts. yeah i felt I felt the pain of that as you said it goodness that would <laughs> that's a heart Ouch. heartbreak moment oh. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been such a great conversation John I've really loved you know, getting into you, you know I think this is really a beautiful heart of dad conversation because you have shown so much heart in this conversation really really appreciated
1: it thank you
0: if people want to find out more about you where can they where can they go
1: um, so I'm, I'm on LinkedIn um and my my business is called um Seesaw Consulting Limited. That's also on LinkedIn. Um I'm not sure at the moment whether what the future holds for me. Um as we were talking about before the recording, Matt, you know, the my number one priority is, is gonna be providing for my son. So it may be that I i need to to go back into um corporate the corporate world, um, maybe for a for time anyway, um, just to, to keep to keep the money coming in but yes i'd be absolutely delighted to to talk to to anyone really um, about well-being coaching or or anything (laughs) my Mm. experiences, yeah be lovely to connect so linkedin's best place to to find Mm. thank you perfect
0: thanks so much john
1: thanks matt